You will no longer stand between me and my destiny. But I will. And the masters of the universe. I am Adam, Prince of Eternia and defender of the secrets of Castle Grayskull. This is Cringer, my fearless friend. Fabulous secret powers were revealed to me the day I held aloft my magic sword and said, By the power of Grayskull! became the mighty battle cat and I became He-Man, the most powerful man in the universe. Only three others share this secret. Our friends, the Sorceress, Man-at-Arms, and Orko. Together we defend Castle Grayskull from the evil forces of Skeletor. Welcome to another episode of I Have the Power, a He-Man podcast. As always, I'm your host, Adam, and with me is my co-host, Chris. Chris, how's it going? Man, I am pumped to talk about some He-Man. How are you doing, Adam? I'm doing well. Uh, we are currently in the middle of July, which means that the release uh, of Masters of the Universe Revelation is just short or of a week away um so i'm just as pumped as you are because finally we're going to see what this thing is all about um the what we're going to talk about uh tonight it's it's all masters of the universe Re- uh, revelation related um we're going to talk about our thoughts on the on the trailer, and then we're going to talk about issue one of the prequel comic titled "Masters of the Universe: Revelation Number One" from Dark Horse Comics. Yes, indeed. Or is it Dark Horse Entertainment? I can't remember. But either way, either way, people know what I'm talking about. Um, but so, Chris, you've seen the trailers. We had a teaser and a story trailer. So. Tell me, what are some of your thoughts? Um, first thought, the animation is fantastic. Yeah. It looks so good. I'm just talking about visually the way it looks. Um, it it it's taken the original style of the '80s and updated it with modern animation, but it doesn't look it it doesn't look fake i don't know how to, i don't know um if i'm using the right word there but it just it, it looks like a somebody put 1984 superman through a rendering machine that shot it out in 2021 and i just can't get enough of it yeah 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 no, i understand what you mean it, it's it, it's very much like i said i, I think i said i may have said it last issue it really is a blend of um, the the 80s cartoon and the 2000 uh, reboot. You know, the one thing this 
trailer the the story trailer did that makes me so happy and excited is that my son watched it luke who is six years old he knows absolutely nothing about he-man because he won't get into the old masters of the universe cartoon the animation style is just too old for him he won't do it but okay. after this trailer he's been asking me like daddy when does he-man come out so he's excited for it which makes me even more excited yeah that's all that's awesome um interesting regarding the story trailer um you get a sense that uh, right off the bat you get a sense that things have gone real bad in in attorney you know magic is gone uh, according to uh I, I guess it was it was evil in the opening narration right or was it you're correct yeah um and you should talk about magic being gone and you know you see uh you hear and see tila talking to prince adam about how you know i was never one to believe in magic and now you're you know now you're telling me we need it back to to survive whatever it is you know that's going on um and so they've really set up the stakes right away um that things are so bad that the forces of good and evil or at least part of them have to unite right and so it makes you think how like for these characters to have to come together how insane and how terrible how terribly powerful the skulls are gone that this is now where we are you know like that that, that, that they have to team up um we i, I mean the, correct me if i'm wrong but yeah you know this is the first time we're seeing the animation paired with with most of the voices how perfect does Sarah Michelle Gellar song this Tila. Like, it just seems like a perfect match. The voice. And yeah, the, and I think it's right on, man. Um, you're, you're right, because the last trailer was mostly, um, it was cut to that song. I need to yeah. hear. Yeah. Uh, this trailer has a lot more of the uh, character voices in it. Uh, <laughs> the one that I was disappointed to not hear was Jason Muse as Stinkor. It is the first time we ever see Stinkor in live action because he was just a toy back in the 80s. He was animation, never... Animation. Yeah. So I flipped my lid when I saw Stinkor in action. I was like, no way. Yeah, for sure. Um, the... The... The funny thing is for me, is as Tito was talking, I never once thought, "Oh, that's that's Buffy." You, you know, like I never, my mind never clicked that that it was one and the same. I mean, I knew it was because obviously Sarah Michelle got her, but in that moment, my mind didn't go, "Oh, it's it's Buffy." But it, it, it just is like, "Yeah, that's Tila," and I just carried on my merry way, um, enjoying the trailer. We did get a, a bit of a sense of of 
Battle Cat speaking. A sense of what? We, we got Battle Cat speaking, I think. Or was it Cringer? It was Cringer, oh, right? Oh, yeah, it was Battle Cat, I think. Okay. But either way, it doesn't sound like... It was like a hybrid of... of like, it wasn't too... He wasn't too afraid, and he wasn't too uh, fierce. You know, what I mean? it was like it was like he, he was in in between. It's like he's in between cringer mode and and battle cat mode. Because they were two very. I remember from the original cartoon, it was two very distinct, you know, inflections. When it was cringer, it was you know, it was as if he had just walked out of a horror movie, you know? And yeah, Cringer always sounded, like, frightened or, or scared of yeah, yeah. or anxious. Yeah, and and then Cringer would roar, you know, or and sound more menacing. Or, sorry, Battle Cat. But, but here it was, like, he, he was more of that in-between. It's kind of like the way I equate Cringer and, and Battle Cat is, like, the way Christopher Reeve portrayed Clark Kent and, and Superman. Like, it was two different... Two different extremes. But, like, if I had to compare, <laughs> if I had to stick with the, the, the Battle Cat and Superman comparison, when we hear Battle Cat here, it's kind of like Clark Kent on the farm. Like, he's not Superman, but he's not Clark Kent either. You know, it's, it's that middle ground. Does that, does that comparison make sense, or am I just pulling things out of my... No, I think you're right on. Okay, all right. Um, but yeah, so I, I thought that vo that voice was was interesting. What did you think of um, of um, Chris Wood as both Prince Adam and He-Man? Because that was a big, you know. That... Yeah, I thought he sounded good as both, and um, you know that's a, a testament to his voice acting because he's. He's technically playing, although they're the same person, he's playing two different characters. Yeah, yeah. And I thought it came across really well. Agreed. Agreed. Um, and I love the whole uh, look of the way they do the transformation. Uh, that, to me, is, is, uh, looks pretty awesome. Uh, I'm just blown away how, how good it looks. Um, and then Mark Hamill is Skeletor again. Um, Perfect. Just, just uh, uh, phenomenal. Uh, I just want to bring up uh, quickly. There, there, there is this this group of fandom on you know on on uh, on uh, online that is convinced. And I'm using their terminology, uh, not mine. That oh my God, this is going to be the Tila show, and it's going to be woke, and it's going to be this, that, and the other, and they're going to erase. He, you know, they're trying to side sideline He-Man. And no matter how much Kevin Smith comes out and refutes, he's like, no, you know, I did it. I worked on it. I should know. That's not what we're doing at all. There's still these, these these rumors that persist, and I'm thinking, can we just like two things? Tila was very pre uh, prevalent in the '80s cartoon. In case anybody forgot, 
Yep. Uh, she's always been a strong badass. You know what I mean? So that would be nothing new. And, you know, if there's a scenario where something happens in the battle between Skeletor and He-Man for a couple episodes, I, I don't think that this, this, this show is going to be devoid of, of, of He-Man. So I think that kind of persistent you know, whining should just like, just put it out of your mind. If, if, if you're concerned, I wouldn't take anything that these people are, are spotting at face value. I think all you have to do is look at the material we're being presented. Um, none of that looks... Um, you know, unfaithful or uh, not true to the source material. So I, I, I don't know where this is, uh, where this, this, this is sprouting from, but I, I think it's just nonsense. Uh, and the other thing that Kevin Smith said that I think is worth noting is that the, this is one of the, pro this project is one that he's most proud of at this point uh, in his career. And he said that if he is asked back to do it again, he already has a potential season two planned out. So let's hope this thing is a massive success and let's watch it and let's make it a massive success so that, so that we'll be able to um, have future season but I'm 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 super excited and I can't wait for this well to your uh, to your previous point about Tila uh, I mean you're right she was always featured in the original series um, but also there's nothing wrong with having a strong badass female character yeah uh, my daughter will probably be watching this show with my son and me most likely um, and I hope that there's a character that she can gravitate towards and be like, hey, I like her. She seems really cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, that's, you know, those types of things are important. You know, the show is called Masters of the Universe. It's not called He-Man, but <clears throat> of course He-Man is going to be the main focus on, on the show. He has the the sword and the power of Grayskull. Like, come on, guys. Everybody chill out. Exactly. Exactly. Couldn't have said it better, but yeah, uh, we're definitely super excited on this show about it, and uh, uh, haven't really trailer. We see Orko about to use some magic powers. That's yeah. gonna be cool. We see a little, you know, a showdown between He-Man and Skeletor, where Skeletor like magics this big fist, uh, this big green fist. At I wonder if that's part of his transformation into meet it with. What's that? I wonder if that's part of his transformation into Skelegod or whatever it is. Yeah, I don't know, but um, man, it just the the trailer was everything that I could have wanted this show to give me at this point, you know, before it actually premieres. And I'm just I'm really looking forward to it. I can't wait. Same, same. Uh, super excited. 
And uh, even though there's not much of a weight um, left, um, we do have the first issue of the prequel comic, as I alluded to, Masters of the Universe Revelation number one uh, from Dark Horse. Uh, uh, it's got, um, let me see. Um, the creative team is, let me pull it up here. Um, we've got credits. All right. So we've got Kevin Smith, Rob David, Tim Sheridan uh, are on writing duties and Mindy Lee is the artist with uh, Rico Renzi and Darren Bennett doing uh, uh, colors and, uh, and inking. So uh, give us a bit of a, a rundown of what's happening in this comic, Chris. Sure. Um... <clears throat> King Randor is attacked by a creature called the Orlax, which results in King Randor being in a coma from which he can't awake. Uh, the Masters of the Universe believe that the attack by the Orlax has injected some type of venom into the king, which is keeping him asleep. Um, the Sorceress tells Superman that this... Or Superman, what? He-Man, that's okay. <laughs> the Sorceress tells He-Man that this isn't the first time that the Orlax has come into contact with the Sword of Power, that it's yeah. happened once before. So she creates a cosmic corridor allowing He-Man to go back in time to the time, the previous time that the Orlax came into contact with the Sword, so that hopefully they can learn something from that encounter in the past that will help them in the present to get their king out of his coma. Uh, the event in question is a battle between the original King Grayskull and the Orlax, which has um, infected one of his sons. He-Man yeah. learns that the connection between the Orlax and its victim is psychic, rather than physical and returns to the present with this knowledge um let's see uh we see a flashback of uh king randor helping prince adam pick out his crown that he's gonna wear to a party um and you know it looks like he doesn't enjoy those type of princely duties um but when He-Man returns, he has a tentacle from the Orlax, which replicates and grows itself back into a full Orlax. So the sorceress attempts to um, establish a mind link with it to learn what she can do to get King Randor out of his um, coma. And we see at the end that Skeletor, uh, being powered by Evil Lynn, also has a link to the Orlax, but that link has been broken, and he says he wants to get it back um, because he was translating the Orlax's warning. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so, what is, I, 
I really like how off the off the top this, their their big stakes presented. You know, King Randor is incapacitated. Um, you know, he's essentially in a coma. Um, that really um, sets you on high alert that you know things are. You know, there's trouble brewing. Um, I, I also like the the mix of dealing with past, you know, lore of this uh, of this universe, this franchise, and, and the present day story. You know, like the flashbacks were well placed so that the exposition. The, the origins of the sword of power and King Randor or King Grayskull and also Lordax, all that stuff, all that exposition did not detract the main story, it enhanced it. So I, I like the balance there. What are, what are some of your thoughts? Um, I lean a little bit the other way. I could have done with a little less of the backstory and a okay. little more, um, you know, I. Like I said earlier, it's not called He-Man. It's called Masters of the Universe. But I felt like He-Man was on the sidelines in this issue, okay. observing you know something else that was going on. Yeah. Um, I did love that we got to see the um, the Snake Men, which yes. I believe those only existed as toys. I don't think they were ever in the uh, in the original cartoon. If I'm I correct, think you're right about that. Yeah. Um, but overall, I liked the story. I just, I wish there was a little more present day and a little less of the flashback. All right, fair, fair. Um, what did you think of, uh, King, King Grayskull himself? Because I, I don't know that, I think that was more of a, of the, of the 2000, uh, reboot that was dealt more in the 2000 reboot than it was in the original 80s cartoon. Uh, so this is more, like I got more exposure of him here than than I did before. And again, I, I did unfortunately see some some talk online because oh no, you know, King Grayskull has been uh, has been you know. He's, he's a person of color, and for some people that was the end of the world. And I'm like, okay, so like, who cares? Like, like what's the big deal? Could it possibly matter in terms of the story that they're telling. Yeah, like it doesn't change anything. And I, I guess maybe um, maybe some people were like. And do we even not clarify this for me? I, I may be off base here, but is King Grayskull a a ancestor of He-Man? Uh, okay, so I'm not exactly sure about that, but there is that line of dialogue in the story when King Randor is talking to Adam, and he's explaining that um, the ruler of Grayskull isn't. Uh, isn't passed to a champion uh, it gets passed to a prince right. so that seems like there's a line of succession that w- 
you have to be in this bloodline in order to be the king. Am I reading that incorrectly? Yeah, that's what I got too. I was just a little bit, I'm, I'm, I was just unsure. And I, and and I was always thinking, well, this is why people are having their issue with, with, with King Grayskull being a person of color. But I, I, my, my easy explainer for that is, well, King Grayskull did have a, you know, did have children who were mixed race. There was one that was, was, you know, a person of color and one was not. So, because obviously his wife, the, the, I guess the queen at that point, was not a person of color. So, there's your explanation. Like, it's simple. But again, goes back to why is this an issue? Right. Um, what did you think of, of the creature itself? Um, it was an interesting concept. You know, they said that the creature existed in in two different dimensions at the same time. So you needed a weapon that would be able to pierce through the veil of time or whatever in order to kill it. And that creature ended up being the impetus for the creation of the Sword of Power. So I liked how that tied in. And um, yeah, it's an interesting creature. I'm guessing we'll... We'll be learning more about it, of course, in the next issue because now they have one in captivity. I, I did, I did like the idea of like the, the the detail of the creation of the sort of power. That was cool. How you know, King Grayskull was in such dire straits that he had to go make a deal with, as the comic turns it, the devil, which I assume is an ancestor of Skeletor. Well, I okay. So I think that devil creature was a toy called Scareglow. Oh, was it? Is that Scareglow? Is that who that is? I think so. Okay, I wasn't sure. Maybe you're right. You, you might be right about that. All right. Okay, then I'm wrong. Then, but in, either way, I, I I thought it was again like I I love the explanation of the creation of the sword, and and it kind of explains like the two. The two halves thing, you know, idea, which is yep. cool. Um, and was it me or because there was one point where He Man's able to interact with King Grayskull and he helps save his the other son? Yep. Because one son is killed and the other one is almost killed, but He Man's intervention uh, prevents that. Um, and then. He man basically says, um, um, uh, something along the lines of, you should create a, um, a, you know, a, a covering, um, you know, for, for the, for the hall, right? Cause this is, you're too overexposed. So that's where Castle Grayskull, like we get an explanation for why Castle Grayskull looks the way it does. Yep. You know, to sort Thanks, of man. the Hall of Wisdom, that's it. And basically, He-Man says, make it something menacing. So you, you kind of get a sense of the inspiration for it. Yeah, he says something menacing 
to frighten even the great Orlax of Primaria. Now, isn't it kind of cool that there's one panel where it looks like the Orlax is going to like just devour uh, the king and his wife, right? And like he's got the mouth open with his teeth gnashing and all that. It kind of looks like the, the, the Castle Grayskull. Uh, yeah, with the fangs. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That could be an inspiration. Yeah, that was a really cool. I'm like, hey, hey that, that, now, maybe that, because I always wondered, why would the cat, you know, <laughs> like, why specifically that? Like, why does it look like that? But yeah. Um, but, so yeah, overall, I really like the book. Um, uh, I, I get your your uh, complaint in terms of you wanted more He-Man, but, but, but I did like that we got some explanation. It's really a complaint. It's just, yeah. you know, you were, you know, you mentioned the flashbacks, and you know, it, it. I would just like it a little bit in the other direction, but it doesn't sure. really detract too much from it. Um, sure. Overall. What did you think of the art? Oh, I liked it. Um, I it, think it fits uh, this world. You know, it was uh, good coloring, really good shadow work, um, good uh, facial features on most of the characters. Um. I like the uh, design of the Oralax of the actual creature. Yes, agreed. Uh, I like I like the panel where um, where King Grayskull says, "I have the power." And that might have been my favorite panel. Yeah. Yeah, that one was really cool. Um, you see him being imbued with the power for the first time, um, and you know I like the artwork on Skeletor at the end. Uh, so I can't I can't wait to see more of him. Which you know in the uh, in the solicitation for the next issue, he looms very large on the cover. Yeah, that splash page of Skeletor was pretty pretty awesome. Um, so yeah, the, those two images were my probably my favorites. The the one of the King Grayskull saying I have the power and holding up the sword. And then the, the splash page with uh, Skeletor uh, all angry on his throne because he lost the connection with the Orlax. Uh, but uh, you know is what there the else? kind of reminds me of is the creatures and the Force Awakens, you know, oh. on Solo's ship yeah. uh, with the tentacles and the mouth and all. But, you know, maybe all space tentacle creatures look the same. A good point. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was, yeah. That was a cool look, too. Um, but is there anything else you want to mention before we go ahead and, and read this one? Uh, you know, um, not really. Maybe Let's hope for more Orko in the next one. I love me some Orko. Yeah, that would be cool, uh, for sure. Um, the other thing I, I just want to mention before I read it, I, I, I liked the, the struggle that He-Man was having finally after all this time of, like, I want to be able to tell everyone that I'm that I'm He-Man, that I'm Prince Adam, right? And the sorceress is like, no, no, you can't do that. All you're going to do is be putting him in more danger, right? So. Yeah, he thinks his dad is going to die never having known his secret. And, you know, that's going to be pretty big. But I like that that's something that he's finally starting to think about. You know? Um, So, I... uh, 
Uh, I really I thought that was an interesting development for his character, for sure. I, I don't remember too many times in the original 80s series where he he, he went back and forth with the, the you know, prospect of revealing the truth about himself. So it was an interesting, uh, interesting uh, added layer of, you know, um, sort of thought and, and, and questioning from sort of turmoil to, to add to his, you know, internal turmoil. As a, like that's not something he can, he can punch away or swallow with his sword. It's, it's, it's like, you know, that would weigh heavily on him emotionally and mentally. So it was nice to see that. More layers to the character, which is nice. Uh, yeah, but yeah. It adds a wrinkle to the character that, um, you know, I think is, is important, especially, um, you know, in 2021, it's the age of superheroes and, um, you know, secret identities are a big part of that. And, you know, to me, He-Man is a superhero. You know, when I was a kid, he was every much a superhero as Superman or Batman. Um, and, you know, his Prince Adam was just like their their Bruce Wayne or Clark Kent, so I, you know, I really hope they explore, like you bring up, you know, his his thoughts and his, um, you know, his struggle with that. Yeah, and even his father in the whole discussion, you know, is talking about that. Whereas, like, you know, if 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 he man were ruler, he'd have to. The only way he could do it is disguise himself. That goes, you know, that's fleshing that out a bit more. So I think we will see more of that. But, uh, yeah, overall, really strong issue. Uh, so give us your rating. Um, I'm going to go uh, probably on story. I'd say a 4.5 out of 5. I just I want a little more present day and maybe a little more He-Man. Or, or not He-Man versus Skeletor, but maybe a little more Skeletor. He's obviously the main villain and... Yeah. Uh, you know, we got him only at the very end. Yeah. Uh, overall, I really enjoyed the story. And artwork, uh, probably the same, a 4.5 out of 5. Um, I really liked the, like, time travel effect when He-Man was going uh, backwards and forwards in time, and it looked kind of, like, psychedelic. That was yeah. really cool. Um, I like all the character design. Um, I like... Uh, I like seeing Snake Mountain. That was pretty cool. Not quite a five for me because to me a five is, uh, you know, something like The Last Ronin. And I don't put this art up there with that one. That's just to me in a different level. But oh, it's, absolutely. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, cool. Um, for me, I'm going to say story four and a half. Uh, like I said, I, I mean, we were pretty much on the same page, slight difference on, on uh, the thoughts on the, on the flashback slightly, but overall we had the same vibe. For the art, I'm going to go go for. So, um, you know, I liked it a lot, um, but um, again, maybe maybe some more some more Skeletor, and and I want to see more of Battle Cat in action, and then maybe you know it'll be it'll be. It'll be higher, but, but so yeah, four, four point five for story and four for the art. Overall, great start, and I'm definitely yeah. curious to see where it goes for sure. Uh, 
And they hooked me right off the bat with the time travel because I'm a sucker for time travel stories. So, so there's that as well. But uh, we'll be back with uh, another episode soon. Um, we haven't really discussed exactly how we're going to work it out, but we will in terms of the comic in the show. But we'll figure something out, and we'll be back. Uh, probably doing a, doing a review of one each, depending on uh, or. or We'll do the show. We'll, we'll see. We haven't, we haven't worked it out, but we'll be back. And of course, we're going to cover the the, the, the the show on this channel. And we'll oh, continue. Yes. What's that? I said, oh, yes, we will. Yeah. And we're also going to finish off covering the, the comic naturally. So lots more to come. Uh, but uh, in the meantime, Chris, if they want to continue to, uh, if our, our listeners want to continue uh, the Masters of the Universe discussion with you in terms of the comic or when the show eventually drops, where do they do that? Well, I will definitely be talking about this show on Twitter. You can find me there at Chris N. Harrelson. Um, and when we post about it in the Facebook group, you can uh, you know reply to the post and we'll uh, reply as well. Absolutely. Um, and... Uh, if you want to chat with me, it's at Adam underscore Leafs fan on Twitter. The show has its own channel, which is, or, or, or Twitter handle, which is at MMNPDC. We also have a Facebook page, which is listed in the link, uh, the links in the description. Click the link, uh, ask for permission to join, and I will add you. But until next time, uh, we want you to remember that two things. You have the power, and also that He-Man is forever from the first time he goes back into the past and interacts with King Grayskull to the last. So long, everybody, and good journey. Bye, everyone. Skeletor. It's over. Yes. For you. By the power of Grey Skull.